Welcome and thank you for listening to the CRC podcast brought to you by Pastor Ad Boschel. We believe that God is working across this platform to bring each and every believer revival throughout their entire lives. We hope you are inspired by this week's message. John chapter 17 verse 22, the Bible says, The glory, Jesus said, which you gave me, I have given them. Somebody say glory. You want to change your story, you're going to have to get some glory. The right glory, God's glory upon your life. Then Psalm 8 verse 1 to 6, He says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babies and nursing infants, because of your enemies. So you know when that baby comes out of the womb, that little sinning baby, um, the first cry is a cry unto God. They glorify God. That you may silence the enemy and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your hands and fingers, the moon and the star which you have ordained, what is man? That you are mindful of him. And the son of man that you visit him. For you have made him a little lower than Elohim. Doesn't mean God made you inferior. It means God created you in his image, but you are not God. That word angels is the word Elohim, which is Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. So God created you in a place of dominion. Say dominion this morning, okay? He says, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the work of your hands and you have put all things under his feet. I want you to lift your hand this morning and say it this morning. Say, I am crowned with glory and honor. Okay, now you just repeated what I repeated. Now say it as if you believe it. Say it, I am crowned with glory and honor. That means you don't have a crown of shame. You don't have a crown of misery. You are not a beggar. You are crowned by God, come go. You are crowned by God with glory, hallelujah. So that means you need to carry yourself as a king, as a queen, as a king, okay? Because that's how God made you. God didn't make you a beggar. God made you a son of God. God made you a child of God. And when God created you, God said, I am putting a crown of glory. Crown talks about reward. It talks about a headship. It talks about authority. So I'm telling you, your days of shame are over. Your days of regret are over. Your days of struggling are over. Your days of begging are over. This is a new day and you better step into this because you're gonna have to carry the crown of glory to get where God has called you to go. No more shuffling, no more wondering, no more doubting who God created you to be. God created you to have dominion and God crowned you with glory and honor, amen. So you are a a child of God, listen to me this morning, and you are highly favored. I said you are highly favored. And uh, you are crowned with glory and honor. And this week we look, those of you that weren't, yeah, I understand uh, work um, responsibilities, but I suggest you watch all three nights. Otherwise you're going to miss out on a whole section of the diet that was given to the church. Okay. And you have to be exposed to that as well. Because we've gone backtrack. I have to move on. 
to deeper things and greater things that God has for us. So, um, and, and, and it's different. It's going to be different in Johannesburg as well, the move of God. I tell you now. So if you have time, watch it on live stream or watch it later on. And then Cape Town is going to be different. And then uh, depending on Chanel's baby, when the baby comes, I want to go to Durban as well. And we want to start fires all over South Africa in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Because this is our time to rise as the church. Our glory has come. This is our time to put darkness to flight. This is our time to be the difference makers. This is our time to stand up and to shine for Christ. Come on, we're not putting our tail between our legs. We are not living with a defeatist mindset because there's no crown of defeat on your head. There's a crown of glory. The only one that is defeated is the devil and the devil is under the feet. He's under your feet. He's under your foot and he's his arm. So the crown of glory, listen, what it means, uh, the Hebrew word is kavod or KVD. Um, but we can't pronounce that, so we had to uh, put in the A and the O, which means uh, the crown of glory. Listen now, I don't care who you are, where you were born. God says He created you, and then He placed the crown of glory upon you. Now, maybe your mama never told you, but I'm going to tell you. The crown of glory means it's a crown of importance. Say, I am important. Say it. Oh, some of you can't do it because you like to down talk. You need to stop minimizing yourself and stop talking down on yourself. And you have to begin to say what God says. I am somebody waiting to happen. I have places to go and I have things to do. I'm created in the image of God. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me. Greater is He that is in me than he that is in the world. You have to stop living like a beggar. You are not a beggar. You are not an orphan. You are a child of God. You are chosen by God. You are appointed by God. You are hailed by God. You are favored by God. You are crowned with glory and honor. That means you cannot fail. You are a success waiting to happen. You are a breakthrough waiting to happen. You are increase waiting to happen. You are goodness waiting to happen. You better get ready. You better get ready and carry yourself because I'll tell you by the power of God, things are going to shift not by your skill, not by your shops, not by your smarts, but by the power of the Holy Ghost, not by your wit, not by your connections. It's going to come by the weight of God's glory because God's going to turn you into a heavyweight. God's going to turn you from a shepherd to a king. God's going to take you from the pit to the palace and you better get ready because I'll tell you what's going to do it. It's going to be the crown of glory that's going to release the favor of God in your life and your enemies are going to like you. People are going to come to you. You're going to win the business contracts. People are going to come back and say, I want to do business with you. Those who left you are going to come back in Jesus' name. Shout amen and give the Lord a praise. Come on, this is good news. We are not controlled by what the television says. So glory means importance. It means weight. It means deference. And it means heaviness. How many of you know there's a big difference between a chihuahua and a lion? When they both walk into the room, there's a big difference. The one makes a lot of noise. The other one has a presence. The one makes a noise. The other one changes the atmosphere. When the lion wakes up, he doesn't even have to roar. Just the fact that he wakes up, all the animals know it because of his presence. He's a heavy weight. How many of you will agree? Well, you better get ready for God to anoint you with some weight. 
We need some weighty people to shift things in South Africa. Weighty people, heavy weights in business, heavy weights in the legal system, heavy weights in medicine, heavy weights in education, heavy weights in entertainment, heavy weights in the Church of Jesus Christ. We need things that are people that are able to shift things, but it's not going to be shifted by their own ability and power. It's going to happen by the power of the Holy Ghost. And this is what this revival is all about to receive that transfer, that weight transfer, to press in until you receive that weight, that glory that the Bible talks about. That was poured out on the day of Pentecost, not just to give you a prayer language, but to endow you with power so you can make a difference in the world that you live in. So um, God needs people who can shift things by the weight of His Spirit. Because before there is a change in the natural, there has to be a change in the spirit dimension. So we need weight, we need kavot, we need glory. I said we need glory, whether you're a student, whether you're a doctor, it doesn't matter, you need glory, you need weight, you need a presence in Jesus' name. So um, some of you have experienced it already and you're gonna see the change um, because the weight of God upon your life is going to cause mountains to bow before you. I'll give you the things that God's glory will do for you. That's why you don't pursue the things, you pursue God. Because when you get God, you get the glory. And God's glory will change your story. So God's going to put some weight on you, listen, because you need that weight to get where God is calling you to go. And some of you have already gone far. But God wants you to go further. Some of you have conquered many mountains. God wants you to conquer more mountains. Come on, your best days are ahead of you in Jesus' name. So this weight of God's glory upon your life will shift things in you, will shift things for you, and then will shift things through you supernaturally. So it's going to happen by God's glory. Why? So that God gets all the glory. Not a tricky question. Because if everything happened by your smarts and your jobs, your negotiation skills, you will never return to give God the glory. So think if you got yourself to where you are, where you can go with God. So I suggest you become a God chaser. I suggest you become like a Moses who says, Father, if you do not go with me, I don't want to take another step. I suggest that you become hungry for God because I'll tell you, when you get into God's presence, every hold of the devil will be broken over your life. You don't have to wrestle with that addiction. That addiction is going to fall off of you. You're not going to change yourself. You will be changed by the glory of God because the desire in your heart will change in His presence because there's fullness of joy. So certain things are only going to be accomplished through people endowed with God's glory visibly manifesting upon their lives. So uh, when we talk glory, people think spooky. No, glory of God is, is something very real. That's why uh, in, in, in the business world, you'll hear businessmen talk about other businessmen and they'll say, that's a heavy weight, right? You'll, you'll, you'll hear people talk about those in the ministry, that's a heavy weight. Some politicians, I've sat with many, some of them have no presence, and some of them just have something on them. 
And you may not even like some of them. I sat with a person once and he was one of the most um, dynamic people I ever sat with. He lost many things because he turned away from God, but you could just see God's hand was upon him. He had a weight. Because of course, people with, 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 with weight upon their lives attract attention. Okay, I didn't say unwanted attention. I said attention. Favor. People are going to come and do business with you as your weight increases. You are working hard, but the Bible says, unless the Lord build the house, they labor in vain. So, 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 so don't pray for success. Pray for the glory. You don't have to worry about success. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God. You chase God. You seek God. You cry after God. I mean, Moses is already a leader of leaders. And then he says, God, who will you send with me? And God is with him. Pillar of fire, pillar of cloud. But he's not satisfied. He wants a personal relationship with Jesus. Think about Paul who wrote the Bible. He, I mean, he already wrote half what he had to write by the time he cries out to God. He says, all things that were gained to me, I count as rubbish that I may gain Christ. Jesus to Martha, one thing is needed. So we need to seek what is the most important thing because that which is most important, God's presence, God's anointing, God's glory, God's endowment with power will take you places you cannot take yourself. But we see the promise, then we pursue the promise. We never pursue the promise. We pursue the promise giver. We chase the God of the promise. We worship the God of the promise. We worship the God and then God will increase us and change us from glory to glory. Say amen in Jesus' name. So Zechariah 4 verse 6 to 10, the Bible says, So he answered and said, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, nor by power. Now, if you see uh, the original of that is, not by human effort, not by might, nor by power. You're going to build your business, not by might. doesn't mean you need to be lazy. You need to be better. You need to be sharp because that's what the glory of God will do. The glory of God will give you favor. The glory of God will bring integrity. The glory of God will uh, uh, turn you into the image of Christ who, who, who was excellent in all that he did. Amen. So we'll see that how God, uh, uh, how Joseph found favor because when he received rulership, he was the best. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, they were 10 times better than anybody else in the business arena in Babylon and they got the promotion because they were the best. This thing that Christians think they don't have to improve themselves or they don't have to be excellent is nothing further from the truth. David starts that psalm and he says, Oh Lord our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. When the glory of God comes upon your life, He's not going to leave you where He finds you. He's going to bring discipline. He's going to bring excellence. He's going to bring a work ethic. He's going to energize you to be the best doctor, to be the smartest doctor, to be the most intelligent doctor in your field. He's going to show you skillful inventions of witty things. He's going to make you witty. He's going to make you sharp. He's going to make you smart. That's what the anointing of God is designed to do. Not just to make you fall over in church on a Sunday. Amen. So um, you, you better believe that God wants to take you to the top. I know people are anti this, but Jesus said, follow me and I will make you. God wants to take you further. 
God doesn't want you to camp. God wants you to climb. 85 years old, Caleb, there's still a mountain for you to conquer. You're not a settler, you are a sojourner. Amen. Come on. Everybody over the age of 60 say, my best days are ahead of me and give the Lord a praise. Come on. These studies, the studies show um, um, that a man's most effective years are between 60 and 70. Factual. Your most effective years are between 60 and 70. If you have health, then 70 to 80, then 50 to 60. That's why I tell young people, get yourself sorted out by the time you're 40, because then the sky's the limit. But sin wears people out, burns people out. People have a measure of success and they lose their minds. And your most effective years are 60 to 70, 70 to 80, amen. Come on. So if you are 40 here today, you've got another 40 years to go. Think about it. Get rid of this, I'm gonna retire when I'm 60. You don't wanna retire. You're gonna backslide when you, when you retire. You want to live, you want to be smart, you want to have dreams, you want to have visions, you want to have goals. You don't want to get bored, lose interest, lose your mind. You want to pursue God because when you chase God, there's always going to be vision. So he says, who are you? O great mountain, before Zerubbabel you shall become a plain. So God's glory, God's anointing upon you will cause your problems to bow before you. Say amen today. He says, and he shall bring for the capstone, meaning you are going to finish your race for the glory of God. What God placed you on this earth for, you are going to do. You're not going to drop out. How? With shouts of grace, grace. God's grace will sustain you and you will do it by the power of the Holy Ghost as you follow God. So think about Jesus. How His ministry started in Luke chapter 4 verse 14 after He went into the wilderness, after He was baptized and He returns, the Bible says, in the power of the Holy Spirit. So He returns in the anointing. He returns in the power of of God's anointing, the glory of God upon his life. And the Bible says immediately his fame spread throughout the land. Without social media, without a marketing campaign, the presence of God brings supernatural blessing to him because the presence of God upon your life is like a magnet. It's going to attract the blessing of God into your life and it's going to manifest God's goodness to you and through you. That's why I'm saying to you, some of you have had days of trouble. You've been walking through a valley. It's been like a valley of the shadow of death. But God says, I am with you. I will not abandon you. I will not forsake you. I'm going to prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemies. It's time for you to take a seat at the table with your King and allow God to refresh you. Allow God to feed you with His Word and with His Spirit. Allow God to anoint your head with fresh oil so that you can boldly declare again, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord. He says, I will live in the presence of God. That's the key. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I go from the Afrikaans, but say, net goedheid en gins sal my volg al die dag van my lewe. So vandag, 
uh, ervaring misschien verdriet of verdrukking. Um, maar ik wil nu zeggen, God het jou niet uh, geval niet. En God gaat je nooit los niet. God is daar. Hij is jou herder. Hij gaat jou deerloop, deerstap. Dat is niet mooi Afrikaans nie. Hij gaat voor jou lei, deur sy heilige geest. Maar je moet die kamp niet, je moet gaan sit nie. Je moet nie gaan sit in jou depressie nie. Je moet nie op moedverloor as vlakte gaan sit nie. Hou aan om Jezus te volg. Hou je oor op Jezus. Loof en prijs om in die laagte punte van jou leven. Laat toe dat hy jou bring naar die tafel wat hy vir jou voorbereid. Stap weg van die tafel van verdriet. Walk away from that table of depression. Walk away of that, from that table of shame. That table of regret. You cannot change the past. That's why we come and we have weeks like this, a revival week, where we just come and we open our hearts and we sit down in the presence of God. We sit at the feet of Jesus and we say, God, whatever you want to serve, I am ready. You serve it up, God. I'm going to eat it in Jesus' name. And I'll tell you what is on that table. It is a table full of goodness. It's a table full of mercy. It's a table full of love. It's a table full of God's kindness. When you partake of the kindness of God, of the goodness of God, of the love of Jesus Christ, you cannot stay in that place of disillusionment. Then you can get up. Because as you eat, I said as you eat, and as you drink from the presence of the Holy Ghost, things are going to shift in your mind, and God's going to anoint your head with fresh oil. Some of you need a fresh anointing on your mind, on your thoughts, because you've been negative for so long. We need to break that stronghold of negativity over your mind. We need to break that stronghold of torment and depression over your mind so that you can say again, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I showed you this last week, whenever they came together and they praised the Lord for His good and His mercy into His river, that the glory, the glory of the Lord filled the house. Come on, somebody. I don't know where you are. Jehoshaphat was on a battleground, but he chose to say, for the Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. I may you be surrounded by three armies. You may be surrounded by difficulty, but that is not your destiny. God is your destiny. You change your focus today. You lift your eyes to Jesus today and you begin to praise Him on your battleground and you say, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And if you cannot say that, you can say, for the Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. For the Lord is good and His mercy shall endure forever. Come on, child of God. Somebody say that at least. They said it again and again and again on a Monday morning. For the Lord is good and His mercy endures forever on a Tuesday morning. For the Lord is good. Come on, Cape Town. For the Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. And as they worship God for, the, for who God was, for who God is, the character of God. Because if you discern God accurately, you, 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 you draw the attributes of God into your life. God is goodness and mercy personified in the person of Jesus Christ. He is the express image of the invisible God. That's who Jesus is. He is goodness and mercy personified. He went about doing good. Acts 10.38 says, He lived all that was abreast of the devil. So when we come into God's presence, we should expect a manifestation of goodness and mercy. We should expect things to shift, but it's not going to shift through religious methods. It's going to shift by the power 
of the Holy Ghost. Come on, things have to shift in some of you this morning. Lift your hands for a moment. Come on, church. Lift your hands for a moment because we need the glory of God, the weight of His anointing to come, to shift things. You've been wrestling with that thing too long. You've been wrestling with that thing too long. You've been in that same place too long. But God is stirring the waters. The pool of Bethesda is getting stirred. You have to step into that pool of Bethesda. You have to press in in the name of Jesus. And you have to receive what God has for you right there in your seat this morning in Bloemfontein. Right there in Johannesburg, in Cape Town, wherever you are. There is a, there is a deliverance for you. There is a blessing for you. There is a breakthrough for you. God is waiting to anoint your head afresh. I feel it. We need fresh oil, fresh oil on our minds, on our thinking. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Beautiful television audience, thank you for being with us. Stand with me, crown of glory. Crown of, well, we glory. Last week we were crowned with favor. Stand next to me in the camera shot. There we go. This is who you are. Chosen by God, appointed by God, created by God, in the image of God. It doesn't matter where you sit. This crown of glory that God placed upon your head, because you are the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. This crown of glory, God says, is what is yours? I've crowned you, but you've got to believe it. You've got to receive it. You've got to understand it, and you have to walk in it, that I have a crown of glory which releases God's favor and blessing in my life. I pray that God may bless you and do things you never thought possible. In Jesus' name, God bless you. Come on, give them a hand. Come on, give that person a high five again and say, I see your crown of glory. Say it. Okay, sit down. So when Moses cries out, to see God's glory, what does God say? He says, I'm going to make my goodness pass before you. So when the glory comes, what comes with glory? Huh? Goodness. A manifestation of God's goodness. You should shut your television off. I mean, your television off. You should stop listening to what everybody is saying. You should stop listening to the voices that steal your faith. You should stop listening to the doomsayers and the naysayers and the prophets that predict no future. Your future is guaranteed by God. You should focus on what God says in Jesus' name. Amen. And you should declare it and believe it and walk in it. And, and, and if they dare to retrench you, you don't go home with a defeatist mindset because there's no crown of defeat on your head. That's when you say to your wife, hey, I've just been released today because God's got something better in the name of Jesus. Honey, get ready for double blessing. Get ready for double portion because nobody can stop your blessing. Nobody can stop what God has for you. God will create a company just to employ you. Amen. Walk in dominion. You're not a beggar. Sometimes we even ask people to pray for us as beggars. No, we're not beggars. We are sons of God, daughters of God. We are highly favored by God. And if they fire you because you didn't do your job, that's your fault. Learn from it. Get the right skills. 
and never repeat the same mistake twice. Because you will not see anybody in this Bible favoured with an entitlement mentality. Those who progressed and those who brought themselves in favour were the the best employees. Jacob, Joseph, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, Esther found favour with the king supernaturally. So it doesn't mean God's 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 favour is upon you, but you have to release this favour by being the the God version of you, the best version of you. So it it doesn't mean favour is going to work and you're lazy or you come late or you miss an appointment or you don't have good customer skills, good customer care, etc. Then you don't understand what the anointing does. The anointing is there to turn you into the image of Christ. And and, and when you study uh, Jesus, the Bible says, He did all things well. And everything God did, when he created, the Bible says God saw that it was good. So your, your boss needs to see that your work is good. Not your work is low quality. So, so, so when God says you, you will be the head only and not the tail above only and not beneath, that should be your desire. Meaning you improve yourself to be that. You study. You hunger for that because that's what God's glory does. God's glory puts in you the desire to be better. You can't be full of glory and be a lazy bum. It's not possible. You cannot be full of glory and not show up for an appointment. Now you're getting all quiet. Because we want to bring this down to practical because people think if there's a halo, that's not a halo, on my head, everything is just going to happen. Not if you're lazy. God's favour sometimes will give you the, 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 the littlest opportunity. And that's the key to your future. But because you despise the day of small things and don't recognise it as the hand of God, you do not diligently serve that position that He's given you. And you miss your entire destiny. Because you do not respect the little things as gifts from God. Because you think after uh, studying... You now have a crown of glory. You should just walk into a boardroom. No, Joseph was favoured by God. He had a crown of glory upon his head and he started in a pit. It took him 17 years to go from a pit. First they stripped uh, his uh, coat of many colours, which was a coat of favour, his father's favour. Then he got his heavenly father's favour, which did much more for him after his brother betrayed him, tried to murder him, etc. And then wherever Joseph was, he prospered. The Lord was with him. So that's why I say to people all the time, I say to my staff, you cannot be unfruitful if you walk with God. It's impossible. It's a contradiction, John 15. If you walk with God, you will be fruitful. John 15, 16, Jesus said, you didn't choose me, I chose you, nor danger that you should go forth and bring forth fruit that your fruit should remain. So everything about God is about fruitfulness. So, so, so when we see God, that's why I'm saying to you that, th- that things are going to shift in you firstly. The victim mindset, the inferiority, whatever the reason is not to progress. Because everybody has a reason or an excuse, which is what? Excuses are the crutches of the uncommitted. So when I look into the image of Jesus, I see perfection and I strive to be like Jesus. Jesus blamed no one. He became everything His Father destined Him to do, be. And He fulfilled God's plan for His life. So, so... The crown of glory on your head 
should change you into who God created you to be. So if you understand that you have a crown of glory, a crown of rulership, you don't walk around like a beggar, like a servant. You don't think like a second-rate citizen. A king expects blessing. A king walks in authority. A king knows who he is. A king is excellent. A king shows up for that appointment. Come on. That crown of glory is much more than just hallelujah, shandai, hundai, tie my bow tie. That crown of glory is what God put upon your head for what? For dominion. So that you can act dominion. The Bible says He put all things under your feet. That's not people, that's circumstances. You call to have dominion, to rule and reign in life by Christ. So the, 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 the crown of glory, we're going to talk about it next week. It brings honor. The crown of glory brings favor. The crown of glory brings promotion. The crown of glory brings success. The crown, and some of you are not going to like it. The crown of glory brings wealth. Oh, clap, clap louder than that. Sound excited that you actually want God's blessing to manifest in your life. Amen. The crown of glory will cause your enemies to bow before you. The crown of glory. The crown of glory will take you places you cannot take yourself. That crown of glory, that anointing, that weight on your life, that heaviness. But first, what must it do first? It must change you. It must change you inside out. Heal you, deliver you, break strongholds in your mind, get rid of stinking thinking, small-mindedness, low self-esteem, inferiority. That's why he says, you anoint my head with fresh oil. So the anointing flows from the top. You can't still think I'm, 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 I'm oppressed. I have no future because of apartheid. Lost thy nonsense. Lost it. Lost it. God didn't say the crown only works in certain seasons. He says, I crown you with glory and with honor. I crown you. Come on, I crown you with glory and honor. Now I crown you, but you can take the crown off. Sorry. You can take the crown off or you can wear the crown with dignity. Or you can take the crown off. A lot of people don't wear the crowns God gave them. They cast the crowns down not to worship God. They cast the crown, crowns down out of carelessness. You need to respect what God has given you and walk in what God has given you. He's given you the crown of favor we saw it last week. He's given you a crown of blessing. He's given you the crown of glory. He's given you a crown of honor. You have to put these crowns on every day and remind yourself, I am highly favored. I'm blessed going out. I'm blessed coming in. I have a crown of favor. I have a crown of glory. Hallelujah. I've got places to do and things to do. Those who are against me will be for me. Those who come against me will be driven before me. I cannot fail. God is my source. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Stop doubting yourself because when you doubt yourself, you doubt what God says about you. God says, I created you a little lower than myself and I have crowned you with glory and honor. Stop straightening, start straightening your back. Look your world in the air and walk with that crown of glory upon your head 
and you will see great things happening in your life. Expect blessings. Expect favor at the negotiating table. Expect favor on your CV. Expect favor with your clients. Expect that your name will be spoken about. Expect the glory of God to attract business to you. Oh, come on in the name of Jesus Christ. Stop thinking that things are difficult. The only difficult is between your ears. But God has placed a crown of glory. I said you have a crown of glory. I'm going to say it until you get it. I may irritate the devil, but I'm telling you, you are anointed. You are appointed. There's a crown of glory on your head. There's a crown of heaviness. There's a crown of weightiness. There's a crown that will shift things on the inside of you. If you will allow it in Jesus' name and make you the man, the woman God called you to be. Say, I'm ready in Jesus' name. Come on. And give Him a praise. I've got to go. I'm late already. God bless you. Come on. Come on. Come on. We're going to sing that song. Let it rain again. And let God's rain come upon you this morning. Ask God to put that crown upon you. Come on. You receive it by faith this morning. In Jesus' name. You are not going to be the same. You get ready for things to shift in your life. Things to change in your life. Come on, family, there's an amazing presence of God in this building as every head is bowed and every eye closed. God is speaking to so many people. And come on, every believer needs to pray now. We need to press in. And we need to trust because this is the most important part of this service. There are many of you standing and as pastor was preaching this morning, something is happening in the inside of your heart. There's the uneasiness. God is calling you back. For us to live with this glory, we need to live for Him. We need to be in a living relationship with Him. This morning we are not asking you, do you belong to a local church? Do you have a church membership somewhere? But we come and we ask you, do you have a living relationship with Him? As our pastor said in John 15, that through that relationship, everything will flow. Life, our family, the things around us, there will be fruit. But it starts by having that relationship. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, believers praying in this place. If that is you and you've never given your life to Christ, but God is speaking to you this morning, there's nothing to be ashamed of. If you haven't served God, this is your day to come back to Him. Maybe you used to serve Him, but for whatever reasons, you've drifted away. Things took hold of your heart and you drifted. But God is saying, come back. There do not matter what sin you committed last night. There's nothing that can separate you from the love of God, but He's waiting with open arms this morning. Maybe you're not sure if heaven is your home. We would love to give you that opportunity. In a moment, if you fall into any one of those three categories, if you have not given your life, or you did, but you've wandered off, or you're not sure, I'm gonna ask you in a moment to quietly, wherever you are, just slip up your hand and say, Pastor, please pray with me. Come on, those hands being lifted all over this place. Come on, you lift it for God. You say, God, I'm coming back. I'll make a bold step. Come on, you've been waiting for your wife to come to Christ, but you're not serving Him fully. Then you come, you start this journey and they will follow. Come on, if that is you, lift your hand now. In Jesus' name. Come on, so many hands are being lifted. I know there's many of you standing and you're fighting in your heart. There's a whole uneasiness. You feel like the whole congregation is looking towards you. But come on, we are praying for you. We love you. Come on, God loves you more than you can imagine. And if that is you, quietly come. Just slip it up for a moment. 
Come on, his hands are being lifted all over this place. Come on, amen, family. Let's give everyone that are standing in the front a huge hand. Now, there's an amazing thing, family, that's going to happen in your heart this morning. And many of you are experiencing heartache. So many things has happened in your life. But the amazing thing is today you're going to become part of our family. And we're going to be there. As long as you allow us, we're going to walk with you. We're going to help you. If we want your world to be saved as well. So we want you to pray today. But then you have to go to your house. You have to go to your friends, your neighbors, and go tell them what has happened this morning. Because they're in need of exactly the same. And we need to use every opportunity. So can we ask everyone that is standing in the front just to put your hand on your heart, just to close your eyes. We're going to lead you in a prayer. And God's going to come and stay in your heart. And He's going to come and change it forever as we pray together. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today and I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Lord, I'm sorry that I lived without you. But today I choose to give it back to you. I thank you, Father, that I believe that you died on the cross and that you rose again and that you live forevermore. I thank you, Father, that the old is past and the nearest come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, amen, family. We hope you received exactly what God had in store for you from this week's message. If you have been touched by our ministry, you can help us achieve our mandate and win the lost at any cost by visiting our website at crcchurch.com. Thanks again for listening and God bless.